as a Jets fan. Yes. As a battered Jets fan. Yes. Hello? You play to win the game. Like, I can't. How am I going to do that? How are you going to make that jump? I appreciate that. Let's I go to eat a damn snack. We're taking receipts, and I can't wait to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Manny, the better fans are back. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Batter Jets Fans Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, alongside me, Mr. Beater Fanatic himself, Mr. Man. Oh, no, you don't like your legal name being used. Manny, how you doing, sir? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. Thank you for uh, remembering for the third third week in a row not to throw my full government name out there. Now they can just go back a few videos and find it anyway, so it really doesn't matter at this point. But Nobody I'm doing amazing, up, man. man. I'm doing amazing. Except for cops from 2007. Except for cops from 2007. That is an inside <laughs> joke that will stay between us. Yes. All right. So today we have a very special guest. We have Dan from Jets Turbulence Podcast. My man has been picking up steam in the Jets Twitter world. And we are excited to have you, man. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me on, boys. How's everything going with you? Uh, man, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. As a Jet fan, it can't get any better than this. I mean, obviously, as a Jet fan, it can get better. It can get better. Well, this is what we're used to. We're used to the off season. We're the kings of the off season. I mean, it's going to get better. And uh, I, I don't look forward to the season. That's the problem, right? <laughs> like, like I don't like I don't like it when it starts getting into August. Like last year, our hopes were high with freaking Zach Wilson, and he mm-hmm. decides to make a a left cut instead of just going out of bounds. The Jets look like I saw that and I'm like. Okay, I've but seen this before. Hindsight being 2020, was that not a good thing though? Because let's say hypothetically, he mm-hmm. he tears his ACL and he's out for the whole year. Right now, we're like, oh shit, we have a great team, and we have Zach Wilson coming back, and then we'd be really hyped to have Zach Wilson lead this team to the Super Bowl. That's big like, facts. It? So that is true. That is very true to the to the point where it maybe the football gods are are smiling at us because they've been laughing at us for the past 55 years. And at this point, I'm laughing with them. I'm like, that's why me and Joe, we created that show, just to enjoy the Jets and just be part of the comic relief. Hey, look, we're called a battered Jets fan, so it doesn't get any worse than this. Yeah, You, you guys do that's sound pretty battered already, so. Very bad. But you look, know, it, yeah. it, it could be worse. We could have not won a playoff game since the year 2000. So Right. Yeah. You know, right. So, but we're not doing too bad. So no, anyway, getting no. away from the year 2000, current day, it was announced. I wanted to get what you guys think about this. Yeah. Right, so it was announced today that Thursday now fo- Thursday night football, before you could only play one game max a year, right? So every team basically got a chance to play. Right. They've now changed that. Now you can have a team play twice on Thursday night football. Ugh, now, it's so I, bullshit. Yes, I personally hate it. I don't I, I think the players all came out and hated it. Patrick Mahomes already said he hates it. Yep. Uh, Dan, what do we think about Thursday night football twice for a season? And especially for us, because if we do get Aaron Rodgers, all of a sudden we might be a primetime team. Right. Right. They might have us on Monday night. Then they have us on Wednesday night. Then they have us on fucking Thursday night. <laughs> then on Sunday night. You know, just until he gets injured. And then we have to watch the next, what, 12 weeks of Zach Wilson. Not for nothing, this nonsense of Thursday night football, I've been always against it. I'm old school. Monday night football 
And then towards the end of the season, you got your Saturday football and Saturday night football. Fucking A. You know, I didn't like Thursday night. I'd I'd rather, if they're going to go that that route, Friday night football. I've said that forever. I've said that forever in a day. You have enough time to rest. And, all right, you're cutting it down by, like, two days or whatnot. But not instantaneously, dude. They're, they're like spending three days in the cooler with ice in there, and then yeah. they're hibernating, and then they they pull them out on Wednesday and be like, "All right, let's go Thursday night. We got a plane to catch." But I think it's more because I don't know if it's like an understanding or what exactly it is. But Sunday is professional, Saturday mm-hmm. is college, and Friday night lights is all high school. And I mean th- that's basically why they don't do it on Friday night. So if they don't step over or step on the toes of the the, the high school football. What do you think, Chris? Uh, Chris, I'm sorry, Manny. Uh, I, 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 for a second. I, I hate the idea too. The fact that I would potentially have to see the Jets twice a year on primetime. It's already bad enough. I have to watch them because of the show on Sundays each day. But now I got to watch them twice on primetime. I would hate that. But no, I wouldn't want to see. Listen, having a quarterback in my position, where we all know he may not play all 17 games. The last thing I want to do is roll my quarterback out on a short week twice in a season. So. I'm with you guys, man. I don't want to see my team, and I don't want to see anybody else's team twice on Thursday Night Football. I think it's, I think it's fine the way it is right now. It's not a, it's not great because players obviously hate to play on Thursday Night Football. Thanksgiving is one thing that's been around right. forever in a day now. Yeah, but yeah. Yep. adding more games down Thursday night, no. You, you, the NFL is clearly showing we don't give a fuck about the players. We just care about making even more money. Well, I think that they also care about the viewership because. Like, let, let's be real. I, I personally hate it, especially now that the Jets might be there more than once. Right. But right. hypothetically, let's think back to years past. Because every team could only play once, we would have that random Thursday game where it was like the Colts against the Texans. And yeah. everybody was like, oh, my fucking God. But like, wasn't just, every just don't single, play the game. Wasn't every single right. Thursday night game last year a terrible game anyways? I don't, I don't think the viewership was up last year for Thursday night football games. You know no what? I, I couldn't tell you that because I don't know the numbers. Yeah. But – if I had to choose between Colts and Texans and, I don't know, uh, uh, Buccaneers with Tom Brady and, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, I would have right. preferred – even if it was a bad game, I'd rather see that. And I think that's what the NFL knows. Like, just the names will get you the viewership. Because I'm sure if viewership was down when the Texans were playing the Colts, I'm sure that that shit – like, it, it was, like, down, down. Right, so, right, right. I'm sure people were watching The Notebook – more often, and these were jet, these were fans of the NFL. High as a kite, it was a thing. Like it was a thing. Thursday night, notebook. Okay, let's do it. Switch it up. Let me tell you something, Dan. I, I will not have you badmouth the Notebook. The Notebook is one of the most underrated movies in cinema history. Listen, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't know what that means, but That's I know fine. it was a good movie. Yep. I always have amnesia with that movie. <laughs> No pun intended, right? No pun intended, right? No <laughs> pun intended. I gotta really watch it to really figure myself out on that one. All right. So, all right. So we got Thursday night football out of the way. The off season is it's pretty much settled down a little bit. So everybody's kind of switching their focus over to the draft. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people are talking about how they want to get a receiver at thirteen. This kid from Ohio State. Right. I've seen some people talking about uh, inside linemen. I personally think, well, first of all, we have three picks in the top 43 yep. picks, right? We have 13, yep. 42, and 43. As of right now. As of right now. Right. I honestly think we're only going to have two of those once yes. once we get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay? 
So I'm I'm going based off of two picks because I really don't think we're gonna have three. Okay. Oh, before I, I say what I what I want to do, right. you might say the same thing. Dan, what would you want them to do or focus in on with the top two picks? Because we're not trading away that first round pick. I've been saying yeah. that since January. If we get Aaron Rodgers, we're not trading a first pick because right. we don't need to. We're, so we're gonna have that first pick and we'll have one of the seconds. What would right. you want to see them do with those two picks? I want an offensive tackle at 13, mm-hmm. and then I want a safety in the second round. Okay. Uh, okay. We have no safeties. We have nothing. I mean, okay. Whitehead, he's like um, he's like a hard-hitting troll. <laughs> Not good. Well, it, it, and he has a lot of unnecessary uh, roughing the – That's it. Roughing, uh, unnecessary That's all. Yeah, penalties. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. He has a whole bunch of enchantments. Manny, what do you think? Uh, listen, I know we're going to get into players later on down the road, but one thing I've been preaching to you about my team and your team, what's the immediate need? When you look at the Jets and the way they're currently built, the immediate needs offensive line. For me, if you guys keep that first-round pick, man, I would take Broderick Jones, that tackle out of Georgia. That guy would come in and fill a need right away because you still don't know if you're going to get Mekhi Beckton back healthy. Like right. He looks amazing. We, we've, we've talked about this for weeks now. He does look amazing. But as amazing he looks, he's as unhealthy as Tua Tungavailoa goes. That guy cannot right. stay on the field. So I, I think bringing in a Broderick Jones is going to be a big help if he's still available at the number 13 pick. Well, I think that Dwayne Brown is on his last leg, but I think he's, yeah. he's going to be a starter. Mekhi yeah. Beckton, you can't count on so I'm, I agree with you guys. I agree that tackle is the way to go with the 13th pick. I think most Jets fans agree with that. For sure. Just because you can't trust Mekhi Beckton staying healthy, and Dwayne Brown's just old. He's old as shit. So yeah. we're going to get a, a tackle. Now, I like Paris Johnson, but mm-hmm. the chances of him being there at 13 are mm-hmm. slim. But we've talked about this in the past, how Joe Douglas likes the character guys. right? This guy, he speaks Mandarin. Like, who the hell speaks Mandarin? He speaks Mandarin. He had like a 4.0 GPA. He's a really smart guy. Like, this is the guy that I think would be the perfect Joe Douglas pick. Is he going to be there by 13? I don't know. Broderick Jones probably has a better chance of being there. But yeah. what, no matter which of the two it is, let's go left tackle with the 13th pick. Yeah. Now, with the 42nd pick or 43rd pick, whichever of the two we keep, I would like them to go center. Okay. Like, I, I, okay. I, I'm with you with the safety, but we got that kid from Ravens. Uh, Chuck Clark, was it? Yeah, but Chuck's he's another one. He, he's another guy that he's a hard hitter, uh, great leader, but it's um, it, it's a void out there. It's no, a big void. I, I, I agree. I think that we do need better safeties, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not a big Whitehead fan. Yeah. yeah. But I, I would like this offseason or this draft to be kind of like the – was it 07 or 06? Where we got the Brickershaw Ferguson and Nick Mangold. And all oh, of a sudden, gotcha. we solidified our left tackle and our center – for the yep. next decade. Yep. And that, that's a cornerstone that you can draft right now. And if we can get uh, one of those two left tackles we just spoke about. And, man, I forgot this kid's name. What was his name? Um, from Minnesota. John Michael Smith. If we can get that, that kid from the center, I think that we would be in a great shape. Now, I don't know if he's going to fall to 42nd or 43rd. You might have to package that 42nd and maybe your third-round pick and move up. But I think it's worth it. If we can solidify the left tackle and the center – Along with AVT, which you already have. Hopefully, right. Mikai Beckton can stay healthy and play the third uh, right tackle. And then we have Lankin Tomlinson, which was a disappointment last year, but you know, we could do a lot worse at that position. Yeah. And then you still have Max Mitchell for depth. Like, I think that we, we're in good shape. 
but I would love to solidify the left tackle and the center with those two picks. You, so you that's how point. I would go. You bring up a great point with the center because uh, if you look at Jets history, right, the, the best times of the Jets eras were when they had strongholds at the center. In, yep. in 98, you had him Hawaii. He turned out to mm-hmm. be a Hall of Famer. Then, like yep. you said, the aforementioned Mangle, he was, he was an anchor there. We don't have that. We haven't had that since Mangle. McGovern, mm-hmm. he, uh, to me, he wasn't He's that average. Kind of very average. Very. Yeah. Um, I hope, hopefully, we can get Ben Jones because that's kind of like um, a safety net in the event we don't cash in on any of these four really good centers that are coming out in the draft. Ben Jones, I look at him like an Andre Whitworth, where yeah, he's he's up there in age, but he can play till he's forty. He's sure. one of those. He's, where he's, he's only he's only thirty four, and the reason why I like that you brought him up is because I forgot the kid's name, but we we just hired the offensive line coach from the Titans, right? So so I can see the connection. I could I actually feel confident that we're gonna get Ben Jones. The only thing about Ben Jones is that kind of like Tua. Last year, he suffered two concussions in one season. So at the age of 34, I would assume that if you end up having a concussion again this season, like I've already been in the league for a while. He's probably built up a decent amount of bank in his bank account, you know, to mm-hmm. support his family. Do I really want to risk continuing to get these concussions? Because if you get two in one season and then you follow up the next season and get another one, I think retirement becomes a question when you're almost 35 yes. years old. So... That that's my only hesitation with him. Not that it's a hesitation to sign him, but it's uh I don't think that's the solution completely. I think right. he's great, but I would still like to draft the center just in case because of that. I'm with you. I'm 100 percent with think, you. Man? The only thing is, just remember the third rounder we traded that away to Cleveland, oh. uh, which was a complete fleece ah, job from Nicole Hardman. again with, with uh, no 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 uh, JD. He packaged the third rounder with Elijah Moore to announce for their second rounder. Which was oh, sorry, sorry. That, again was more trend, all, yeah. only the Browns, but, but currently, Browns. currently you still have two second round picks at the moment before the yes. um, Aaron Rodgers trade. So yes. exactly, you can you can still pull away. But Danny, I was looking at it a little bit differently. Like I said, your Jets weaknesses mirror mine's a lot. And what I was looking mm-hmm. at when I was looking at the Jets and what they need to do during this draft, I was looking at linebacker, and I was looking at a guy yeah. by the name of Trenton Simpson. Man, the guy's six two, almost six three, runs a four four three. The guy's a stud from sideline to sideline. He's out of Clemson. I, I thought that would be a good injection of youth into the linebacker room because right now, outside of Quincy Williams, like you don't have anybody else that could probably fill a good linebacker role on your team. We're still lacking there. CJ Mosley's coming back, which yeah. I'm happy about. Some people aren't happy about it. I I, I think I, I think CJ Mosley's underrated. You want to talk about CJ Mosley of the Ravens, but you want to talk about a lot of players who've taken a step back recently. You know, like you, you bring up Xavier yeah. Howard, he's taking a step back. Jalen Ramsey's still not the same player. Like when you're talking about my team, CJ Mosley is definitely not the same player he was on the Jets two years ago. Right. Like he is slowly declining every single year that he's on the Jets. I'll I'll have this Xavier Howard conversation with you. Here on, we go. On the Here we go. Show because I'm not I'm not gonna take time to start shitting on him right now. Right? But CJ Mosley is still the quarterback of that defense. Like sure, when he doesn't play, it shows. Go be a linebacker and, coach because you can't now, play anymore, sir. He he can't play. He can't play. <laughs> CJ Mosley. Now the, what I think we're lacking is the outside linebacker. Which yeah. if we resign Quan Alexander. I would love that. Yes, he's not he's not the best. No, but I'd be happy with Quan Alexander. Mm-hmm. He, he he used to blow running backs up when and he'd hit that hole hardest 
as heck. Like, I, I like Juan. I like Quincy. Do we have the best linebacking core, core in, the, in no. the league? No. No. But I'm happy with it. It helped. A, we were a great defense regardless. What we're lacking is interior uh, line, and we'll oh, get no, into that I'm, in a second. Listen, I'm with you because right. I, I honestly think that if it was for both of our teams – you go like remember i told you free agency we should have hit offensive line both my team and yours like that right. should have been number one target like if you're right. going after aaron Rodgers, how do we protect them if we want to keep two a first as, round pick right if we want to keep two as our quarterback how do we protect them i think right that's where both of our teams dropped the ball during free agency so now you have to pick it up during the draft i mean not for nothing like, if you draft a guy with the last name simpson right there man he's a lethal threat man fuck it you <laughs> The, the gloves can't fit. You put them right there, man. You intimidate the whole entire offense. Fuck yeah. You know, go for it. We tried getting OJ on the show, so just letting you know, letting you guys know. I've been Ooh, we want to be him. a part of that. We want to be a part of that. <laughs> but listen, for the next topic, Dan, I, I, I figured I, I would coin this because you're going to be the center of attention on these next few topics. As me and Danny have talked about these topics ad nauseum, but we, we, met, we named it Turbulent Questions. Beautiful. That we want some answers to. Uh, we hope we hope you appreciate that. Uh, like one it. name that Danny brought up two weeks ago, I think before a lot of people even started talking about it, was a good veteran leadership that could be added to the defensive line of the New York Jets. And said name is Calais Campbell. Would yeah. Calais Campbell be the missing piece veteran leadership that this defensive line needs? A billion percent, yes. Uh, he would remind me of like a Chris Jenkins. Healthy version. Mm. Oh, put, I love Chris you put Jenkins. him in, and he'll just blow everything up. But again, Chris Jenkins is to me, I mean, king right there because what I saw out of him in the, I, I think it was 2006, 2000, no, 2008, he would blow it up, guys. Calais Campbell, he plays different positions, but teaming him up with Quinnen. Mm hmm. It's a power tandem. And do you, that listen, right there will elevate Quinnen to the point where you're going to start seeing him get 13, 14, 15 sacks. Uh, Calais Campbell, I think he's one of those where, again, once Rogers signs, you'll start seeing all these guys signing in. And um, there's a special guy as well that I think where we're all forgetting – um, it was rumored last last week, and I honestly think there's where there's smoke, there's fire, and I'm. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But <laughs> Danny, as I toss it up to you for the alley oop, like I said, you've been talking about Calais Campbell for a while. Quinnen Williams has proven that he's a stud. He like from rookie season, saying that he loves playing on himself to where he is right now. I, I think this guy is going to be a super player. Is he going to be Aaron Donald? I don't know, but I think he could flirt with it. But the stuff that he could learn from a potential Calais Campbell addition means nothing but good things for him as a player. Calais Campbell, if my understanding, I think he's 37 years old. I'll get you that right? number while, while you drop so, your knowledge. So while he's at that age, I think that the Jets, for several reasons, are a good spot for him. One, he wants a team that's going to compete. And if he thinks, and if they tell him Aaron Rodgers is coming, Autumn out of 36. Okay. So he feels, okay, this is a good destination. I could compete for a championship, a championship run. You know, that, that, that's sure. what we're expecting if we have Aaron Rodgers. And I'm joining a great defense. Who doesn't want to be part of a good defense when you're at the latter part of your career and you're and you're known for your defense? And more than anything, the Jets, as much as I killed them at the beginning of the year for their rotations, yep. constantly rotating their defensive line, 
Yep. Like it ended up working out. They shut me up. And if you're a 36, 37 year old defensive lineman, what better position are you in that you get that rotation, right? Like you get to be subbed in and subbed out with these young players. You get in, you put your all, right? Because you don't have to conserve your energy because you know you're going to get a rest this next drive. You're going to be in here for a couple drives. But he gets to put his 36-year-old all in every uh, every single um, snap. So I think this makes sense for both parties. Quinton Williams, a mentor he needs, and Calais Campbell needs this type of team to be around at his age. I think that this is going to be a perfect setting. And honestly, when he comes in on Thursday, I expect by Friday that he's going to be a Jet. All right. So to go from that point that you just made about how how beneficial – he would be to a Quinn and Williams and how Joe Douglas loves signing team captain guys. I'm going to set up the second question for you, Dan. Does your wide receiver room even need an OBJ in it? Because if you're talking about a guy who isn't really a team captain material, you're talking about Odell Beckham Jr. You want to talk about a guy who stood out leaps and beyond what Danny fathomed he was going to be in Garrett Wilson. This guy was could play with me at quarterback and still probably put up a thousand yards. He is a stud. I don't think that we need OBJ in that room, even rubbing off a little bit on what Garrett Wilson is. Because I think Garrett Wilson right now is the perfect player. In your eyes, does this does this locker room need OBJ in it? If Aaron Rodgers wasn't coming, I'd say keep him as far away as possible. Okay. When you have a leader and a captain, a guy that's yep. been there. And a guy that's actually being so magnetic that players are being attracted to the what? To the Jets? Mm -hmm. OBJ is a guy that I want. I want him because look what Garrett Wilson did last year with four bums at quarterback. He went over 1,000 yards. No wide receiver help. He didn't have no one there. Nope. Davis would drop easy, easy balls. Elijah Moore, he's still running. He, he's running all the way to Cleveland now. Well, <laughs> Berrios drops balls. And yep. still Garrett Wilson pulled out. Yes, That's why the whole Elijah Moore thing of, oh, you know, uh, I didn't have the right quarterback, this and that. Garrett Wilson didn't care. He took and seized every opportunity. Now you put Odell Beckham there, which we're not asking Odell to be Odell. We're asking him to be more like a, a decoy, but – when Odell has to show up, he'll show up because now you got yeah. Lazard there. Yeah. Now you got McCole Hardman there. Now McCole yeah. Hardman is one of those where he's a gadget player, and I'm cool with that because he's going to be used used as a kick returner. He's, he's the Brex, he's the Brexton Barrios. He's a Brexton Barrios. Uh, again, he still has to get healthy, but yeah, right then, right off the off the bat, it's speed. Joe Douglas wants speed on this offense with the wide receivers. Because he's also factoring in Aaron Rodgers' age. He wants the ball out of his hand as fast as possible. But to the point where when you need a bomb, Odell's there. If mm-hmm. this, if Wilson is double covered, OBJ still got the wheels. Yes, he's coming off uh, of injury the that second, he hasn't played since. Second since ACL, two. though. Second one, yes. But again, that's why you do all these tryouts and whatnot to see and you, you put him, you vet him, you make sure that he is 100% before you, you sign him on. I think he's probably going to get a two-year deal with the Jets. And Dang. another thing, I want to put one more thing why I want OBJ. Yeah. If this thing goes south, this whole entire dream team, 
Mm-hmm. I know no one wants to call it that because of what happened to the Philadelphia Eagles when they did their dream team. This mm-hmm. shit goes south. There's no one that I would want more than OBJ blowing that shit up. No one. <laughs> Blow it up, OBJ. Go nuts. You just go Kyrie on it. Just that's it. Danny. The whole as, thing. As like I mentioned before, we, we've talked about it. I, I personally know how we both feel about OBJ off the field. We both think he could still be a pretty solid wide receiver in the NFL. But again, you mentioned you have a McCall Hartman, you have an Anna Lazard, you're pit, you have Garrett Wilson, which you know is your ex. He is your number one. You you really don't need a lot more in that wide receiver room. Is there any point in bringing OBJ? And I know you had the picture of Robert Sala hugging up on OBJ earlier. Um, there it is. There it is. They Look were at that. humping. They were humping. Looks each other. He, he, lo- he looks very happy. I'll tell you right now. Look, he looks very happy in that picture of Robert Sala, as, as I'm he, saying it. Even the back of Joe Douglas's head, if you go back on there, yeah. the back of Joe Douglas' head smiling. is smiling too. Smiling. Yeah, it They're is. smiling. It's smiling. The only guy not smiling is that Elijah Moore lookalike at the very end of the line. I don't know who that guy is. Well, you can and you can't see it in the picture, but OBJ is wearing green pants. I yes. don't know if that was done on yes. purpose. Uh, so, but green he's wearing bell green bottom pants. pants. But Danny, yes. for anybody who hasn't watched last week's show and the week before when we talked about OBJ, has your stance changed at all? Do you still think that Look, if you have the I, opportunity to bring him in, we bring him in? I I gave this analogy that I heard uh, Craig Carton say on his show. Okay, it's like it's like rooting for your pilot right you might not like the guy but he's flying your plane so you're gonna Mm -hmm. root for him because i mean he's your pilot if obj's on the team i'm rooting for him okay but with that said i'm not a fan of his personally i always thought he was a diva and it didn't bother me too much what bothered me was and and it's just one incident but it bothered me so much that stupid plane incident he had in miami Yep. We started talking trash to people about how he's going to be on a private jet in a little bit anyway. Started calling some of the people fat. I'm like, dude, why the fuck did you get on the commercial plane then if you can afford a jet? Like, it just right. it just really bothered me. I, th- I think his personality, it just rubs me the wrong way. I'm not an OBJ fan. Yeah, if he right. comes on the team, though, I would root for him. Now, let's talk football. A lot of people love OBJ, but OBJ hasn't really done much after his second season. Yes, he's a good receiver. Yes, he has the skills, but he had like... 13, 14, 1,400 yards the first, I want to say, two or three years of his career. Yeah. Uh, yeah, first three years. After that, he eclipsed over 1,000 yards barely twice, and he's 500 yards here, 700 yards there. Like, he hasn't been this guy that people talk about. When people talk about OBJ, it's the name. But, like, the one you're, not talking, about the, you're, you're really not talking is. about Devontae Adams. You're not talking about right. um, any of these other top receivers. Like, yes, he showed flashes those first three years. But after those first two years, there's a reason why the Giants gave up on him. There's a reason why the Browns traded him away. Like, he hasn't been what everybody thinks he is. Like, I think he's a great slot receiver. I think he has a lot of talent. But would I take the Jets paying him whatever they paid Elijah Moore? Hell yeah. Or, or paying him five, six mil? Sure. Mm-hmm. But sure. if if we, I don't know what he's if asking If you start flirting for, with a high number, you're like, right. nah. He said no, that it's bullshit no. that he's asking for 20 mil. He said that that's not true. And I believe him because coming off two ACLs, I, I think yeah, he's yeah. smart enough to know that nobody's going to give him 20 or 15 mil. If yeah, he's coming no for way. less than 10 mil, uh, get him on the field. He's worth yes. less than 10 mil. Get him for seven, eight mil with incentives. If you can play the whole season, I'm all for it. But I, I, I don't understand why everybody's so hyped about OBJ when – to me, he's he's an he's a good receiver. I'm not History shows you that he's that his career where it is right now, 
that the best has passed him. Now he could come back from these two ACL injuries and ball again. But we're, we're, we can only go based on what we've seen recently, Dan. And what we've seen recently is he's an all right receiver. I hear you. And, I, I, I hear you. It's, it's just a lot of the, games. He did. Uh, but again, there's no excuses now. You know, he had what, over 13 months to recover. I think the biggest thing is we want to make Aaron Rodgers happy. Because if you look yeah, at it sure. from a Green Bay Packer franchise stand, standpoint, all Aaron Rodgers wanted these past two two years or two three years, he wanted playmakers. What did they do? They they traded away or they let go of Devontae Adams. They always found a way to just deplete him of his mm-hmm. arsenal. And his main guy was Lazard. And again, me from a Jets perspective, I could glorify him and whatnot. Lazard is your wide receiver 2A. Yep. That's it. But let's say Beckham was on that team. Healthy. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would, would leave. No. You know, I don't think he so just, either. He wants targets. He wants guys where I'm going to throw you the ball. We're going to win this thing. We're going to go all out. And that's, I think, the mindset of, of Woody Johnson and this whole entire organization, the Jets. They want to go all out this year. You know, and that, that's one good thing with having OBJ in here. Okay. So the, the, the Super Bowl season that, the, that he played with the Rams, he played in eight games. In those eight games, he had 305 yards. Mm. Again, I'm not saying he's bad. And I promise right. you, if, if the Jets get him, he's the best third receiver in the league. Right. Third receiver, right? Because we already have yeah. our top two receivers. Right. So he's the best third receiver in the league. So I would love him football-wise as a third receiver. Hell yeah. Who's I think a better this, third receiver in the league? Nobody that I can think of. I think this but, is, is taking up enough of our of our time already talking about him. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Let me set this up for you now, Dan. Hmm. Now, this is a two-parter. They both have to do with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Let's start with the, let's start let's start small before we go big. With the addition of AA Ron, should the Jets automatically be favored to win the division? In your eyes, of course. As it stands right now, to be honest, from it, th- this is I want to be Most as objective as possible. Right. Yeah. I want to be as objective as possible. The, the team to beat still is the Buffalo Bills. But with Agreed. that being said. The Jets last year, if they had a competent quarterback, for sure. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about Mike White. Uh, I'm sorry. I I like Mike White. Feel good story. Don't you talk about my quarterback like that? Oh, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy him for two games, then he'll go on IR. <laughs> but uh, no, no, Mike White is is good if he doesn't get touched. The thing is, he's fragile. Again, he's like mm-hmm. another quarterback that you guys got from us, Chad Pennington. Excellent mind. Don't you talk about Chad Pennington like that. <laughs> the team rallies around him. He's a great guy. Yeah. But again, yeah. like remember that second season that you guys had with him? Yeah. Broken Chad Henney ended up playing. Chad Henney ended up playing. I think week three because yeah. uh, because he hurt his shoulder again. Yeah. Well, don't go that far back. It's like the quarterback that you have starting right now, Manny. Shut up. Shut up. All right. <laughs> Shut up. We're talking about well, your quarterback right now. Well, to answer your question honestly, yeah. um, if the Jets had a competent quarterback last year. They would have won at least twelve games. That that's for sure. It's certain twelve games for sure. I love now we're getting. You said it like that. We're we're getting we're getting a legit quarterback right now. Um, and I look at the season at the schedule that they have in front of us. Yeah, I, I could see that the Jets can fight with the Buffalo Bills um, with 
with Miami too. I, I again I can't discount Miami because dude, don't don't think that they're not out on Lamar Jackson. Don't no, you know, you can't afford them with dude. That shit's a farce. It's a farce. The salary cap is such bullshit. Look at the Saints. <laughs> They've been in salary cap hell for the past 12 years, and they just signed Derek Carr. Yeah. So the, the Dolphins, I could see out of left field, their starting quarterback is Lamar Jackson. I could totally what if see the Patriots it. get him. And the Patriots could also get him as well. Uh, I don't That's see Belichick going that route. I, I don't see Belichick going that route. Neither do I. Neither do I. Uh, but neither do I. I don't either. Danny, one of the things you brought up, which is going to lead me into question number four here, you heard what he said. Because I preached this three weeks ago, and me and Gunny got on you that you were out of your mind for not thinking that this was a, definitely the mindset to have. He said if the Jets had anything close to a competent quarterback last year, you guys would have won 12 to 13 games, which is what basically I preach and Gunny backed me up. So what we tried to preach. But what does that have to do with what I said on, to you afterwards? Hold on. Hold on, buddy. Hold on. Relax. Tighten up. So what I said, and I'm going to follow it up to you, Dan. If you do end up getting Aaron Rodgers, it should be Super Bowl or bust. A hundred percent. hundred percent. What? No, 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 Daniel. No, no. You don't get. Wait a minute. Whoa. Time out. Time out. Hold Preach on a it, Dan. Preach it, you Dan. don't get. You don't get Aaron Rodgers to go to the wild card. You don't get Aaron Rodgers to go to the AFC Championship game. We've been to that dance already. We know what it feels like. We know those dances. When? We, we, we know that. We all oh, we know that. 98, 2009, 2010. 12 years sour, ago. Sour taste. I do not want to get a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback, to bring me to the AFC Championship game. Lost season. This is all. Even Joe Namath knows it. Joe Namath is willing to give his number. Off his back. Because Joe Namath is really, is, is really old. Stop like, it. I don't want to no, say no, it. No, he's he's not, not, he wants to he's see it before he, he's gone. Joe Namath knows how heavy that number is. That number weighs heavy. And if you look at our history, there's no one, nobody, not even one quarterback that could ever touch that number, 12. Nobody. We can go back. Richard Todd, Ken O'Brien, Browning Nagel, all these deadbeats. Brett Favre. All of them, all of them. Where Brett Favre had four, he had, yeah, he had Glenn Foley's. I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, Brett Favre. He he couldn't. He could he couldn't even touch it because he didn't even want to be here. He knew that it was a. He just segue. wanted to be out of Green Bay. He just wanted to be out of Green Bay. No, he wanted to go to, to Minnesota. Correct. It's nice. just that he wanted to circumvent that year, and it was like a last minute type of thing. All right, I'll go to the Jets for a fourth rounder. Tannenbaum made it happen, but Rodgers, the moment he walks in there, there's character. Tell him, Dan. That Tell him, Dan. Tell the him how this dog is right. The moment he walks in right. there, there's leadership. The moment he walks in there, like Rex said, standards, expectations go fucking through the roof. This is mm. this is not, you know, we're going to develop. Beckham mm. ain't going to be here in five years. Beckham. Lazard, Garrett Wilson, all these guys that we drafted last year, they're going to want a big payday in about mm -hmm. three years. This is the moment to win the Super Bowl. You got Aaron Rodgers. You invest in your offensive line. This right here, this is Super Bowl or bust. If you don't get it to the Super Bowl, all right, I'm going to follow up. Daniel, what are you expecting from the Jets? No, no, no. They got to be in the, they... No, no. Before he even answered, here's what he said. I wish I had the tape so I could play it for you. 
he'd be happy with just a playoff victory. That's I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. I never said I know. I never said I said that, that that would make me happy. We haven't won a playoff game. I don't even know what it's like to win a playoff no game in 12 years. No way. No but way. You can't say you can't say it's Super Bowl or bust after yes, I can. for the last 12 years. No, you can't. No, you put can't, this, put you can't say that when we drop this in March. In March, in August, Aaron Rodgers might decide to retire. You can't say that right now that it's Super Bowl or bust. He's not coming over to retire before the okay, let's, say he's, let's say he's healthy. You run into Patrick Mahomes having the run of his life. Maybe he just threw for 75 touchdowns. And all of a sudden you run into him in the second fucking round. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. You can't say Super Bowl or bust. Yes, I, I can. I, I'm, yes, I, I'm expecting to have a great run. It, I would expect at least a second round AFC championship. But if they lose in the AFC championship to Patrick Mahomes, who just threw for 75 yards and had the greatest season in NFL history, and all of a sudden we lose to him by a field goal at the last second, I can't be like, Fucking piece of shit season. Aaron Rodgers is a piece of crap. This was a bust of a year. All of this for nothing. I can't. We're say not saying. We're not saying we're yes, going to blame are. Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. That's what that no, means. No, no, we're not saying we're blaming Aaron Rodgers for it. I promise you that if you get Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be the reason why it is Super Bowl or bust. Is my point. If we lose in the AFC Championship, it wasn't a bust of a year. No, it would be your shit. Depending on how we lose, obviously. The game to Patrick Mahomes, but it wouldn't be on Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is going to put you in a position. If we were in the NFC, if we were in the NFC, I would say yes. Oh. In the AFC, well, you have to go through Joe Burrow. You have uh, to go through Patrick Mahomes. You have to go through in our division. You have to go through fucking Josh Allen. We might have to go through two. Josh Allen, Skyler Thompson. Skyler Thompson almost beat Josh Allen. Don't even put Josh Allen on that fucking list right now. He almost lost to Skyler Thompson, our third string from Kansas fucking state. Listen, all right, you give you win the argument with Patrick Mahomes. You win the you win the argument with Joe Burrow. Oh, Don't oh, fuck so, fucking so Josh Allen. Fuck so Josh, Josh Allen. Allen sucks now. Fuck, fuck Josh Allen. But also keep in mind, like how you're saying that we have to go through the Mahomes, the Burrows. They got to go through us. Yeah, I know. I know. They got to go through us too. But good team, but good teams beat good teams. The Niners and the, and the Cowboys, they beat each other up all the time in the in the nineties and the eighties. Right. Just because they lost doesn't mean that they were a bad team or they had a yeah, bad year. You, you lost to the Bills. Two good, teams, two good teams playing each other. One of those teams is going to lose. It doesn't mean that they're not a good team. That doesn't I mean that the season was for nothing. My thing is, it can't be Super Bowl or bust. At least not right now. If we're like five and one game week six, I'm like, this team looks pretty fucking good. The AFC is right. looking a little weaker than I thought. Super Bowl or bust. But right now in March, I can't say that. Yeah, but I, wait, wait, hold on. You're saying if we're five and one, then the AFC isn't what – you're, you're thinking of like it, it, you're saying that it's weak. I don't look at it like that. I, I look at no, it. As, I'm looking at it as like we look. We look as good as we think we look. We're gonna look. But you thought that last season, and then the wheels fell apart. So then it would be a bust. See, I'm looking at the defense. I'm looking at yeah, our defense because I'm when we're playing at. against Mahomes and the great ones. It's if we're doing a shootout, it's a problem. That means Salah isn't doing his job. Albright, mm-hmm. who I think is way over his head, he is the most vanilla defensive coordinator. That's why I think once they're done with the offense, they have to start going at the safeties. They have to start looking at the interior, the the linebackers. They have to start building that because, again, like I said, it's Super mm-hmm. Bowl or bust. But you have to build that that de- you have to build upon that defense. But to me, I have, I have if a you go to the you go to the first round, you go to the first round, you get bounced, 
it's a waste of a season no. because yes, no, I'm no, going to no, tell no. you why. Obviously, no, for sure, for sure. A hundred percent, because that's what I'm expecting. Yeah. Like, let's say this past year with Zach Wilson, if he would have been good, we yeah. go in there, we get bounced the first round. We're like, all right, we're, we're making progress. So yes, like Aaron Rodgers, I'm expecting the least, the least that I'm expecting. AFC Championship. AFC Championship. That's it. That's my least. Yeah, I'm with you as well. That, that's my least. That's my least. I. I'm with you. Now, if we end up playing against Patrick Mahomes and he has the game of his life in the second round, it's fucking tough luck. But, uh, yes, AFC Championship, is to me, is the minimum. If we get Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to say just one more thing, right? One more. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting that AFC Championship game to be played at MetLife. Played at MetLife? That's where I'm expecting it. Mm. Having a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I want to see a 13-4 and 14 and three season. That's what I want to see. There and you, go. you know, oh, you're setting there yourself you for you're there setting you yourself go. for man. Why why, why do us just fans do this? No, well, you have to. No, no, no. Last year, no. complete facade. Aaron Rodgers, that's why you get an Aaron Rodgers for this. Mm-hmm. We're not used to this. Have, yeah, we're not for sure. I don't know how to handle no, it. I have a question for you. Me neither. I have a question. We didn't get a turnover in the last eight weeks. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with the quarterback or with the right. offense. Yeah. Do you think – now, our defense still didn't let the team score, but do you think that that's going to be an Achilles heel because you have to eventually ter- turn uh, force a turnover? Like, the, our defense is good. I, I agree. Is Ooh. it the best in the league? No. You got to force turnovers to be the best in the league. Yes. Are you top right. five? Maybe. You can with it. Again, you can with it. You can right. with it. But I don't think we're top five. And I think a lot of Jets fans are like – we're like one of the best defenses in the league. I don't think we're there yet. Not yet, at least. You're right. I'm expecting a big year from Jermaine Johnson. Big year. I would, I would like, I'm so. expecting, again, eight sacks, nine sacks from this dude. Like, mm, like to get you know, on the red field, shirt. You, he has to. He has to be on the field. Carl Lawson, step up your game already. If not, again, it's, it's all predicated on the defensive line, how fast you can get to the quarterback. And again, our secondary – the two bookends were fine. We're, yes. we're good with Reed and Michael Sauce, Carter also. Michael Carter as well. Uh, our Brandon safeties, Eccles, we're good. Brian Brandon Eccles, you know, but our safeties, it's it's suspect big time. Horrible, man. And, know, even, and again, even, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, even with that suspect defense that you're talking about, you literally punched Josh Allen in the mouth twice yep. last year. Yep. That if you would have had an Aaron Rodgers on your team or anybody capable at, at quarterback. You could potentially sweep the Bills last season. And that's why I understand Danny's fascination with, oh, my God, look, we got to play Mahomes or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. You had so many teams on the verge of a loss last season if you just had a capable quarterback. So my point this whole entire entire time is if you had a capable quarterback, you're putting up more points now all of a sudden than what you need your defense to be able to prevent them from scoring. Now right. it's not a shoot, Now it's not a shootout anymore because now Aaron Rodgers put you in a position where, let's say, you're up by 10 points. Now your defense just has to hold them from scoring. And I get what you're saying, Danny. It's a little bit different when you're talking about a Patrick Mahomes. It's a little bit different when you're talking about a Joe Burrow. But I'm saying you have the defense in place with a couple more additions where now you are flirting with that top five defense. And even if you aren't getting turnovers, you're punching plenty of people in the mouth to prevent them from scoring. And Aaron Rodgers is getting you into the end zone. You think Aaron Rodgers last year, when that perfect Minnesota Viking games that we talked about, you get six straight trips into the end zone and you don't score once. You think you're going to get that out of Aaron Rodgers? Hell no. You're getting at least five scores out of that. 
Yeah, and and just to be clear, now that you brought up the end zone thing, when yeah. Nathaniel Hackett was Aaron Rodgers' quarterback, they scored a touchdown 80% of the time when they there were in the end zone. There you go. So, um, that was in 2020. Only one of the seasons, but still, that's fucking Doesn't crazy. matter. That's still, that's uh, still crazy. Not, not to go backwards too much, but just to touch on what something you just said when we were talking about uh, my expectations. Yeah. Let's be clear. If we do have one of the best defenses with Aaron Rodgers, when mm-hmm. we go into that Patrick Mahomes game or Joe Burrow game, I'm expecting us to win. Because they don't have the defense we have. Okay? No, the Bengals don't have one of the no. best defenses in the league. Neither do the Chiefs, and the Bills just lost a bunch of players. So Correct. don't get me wrong. I expect us to win those games. What I'm saying is that if Patrick Mahomes or Jabros have the game of their lives and we lose because they just balled out of control, I don't want to be like, man, what a loss of a season. Because yeah. I just finally made the playoffs after 12 years. I finally had some fucking hope. I finally yeah, got right. to play football in January. That's the only reason I say, it, to me at least personally, it's not Super Bowl or bust because I'm just fucking happy that I'm watching some fucking good football. Finally, sounds like a battered fan. That's all I gotta say. I, well, I, I hear you, man. I mean, if if Mahomes is having the time of his life, that that one game, dude, you just you just whisper into Michael Clemens, "Yo, dude, NFL blitz time." <laughs> My, uh, Michael Clemens, he's a scary man. Dan, and you, you know, we, we, we talked about a lot of, a lot of things. That I know we got to wrap up here, but we talked a lot, a lot about the wide receiver room, improving the offensive line. We're even leaving out the biggest thing in the fact that Mr. Brees Hall could come back and also have another great season, and that's another pressure that you're alleviating off your defense. Your defense right. now doesn't have to stay on the field as long because you can literally hand it, the ball back off to this guy, and he's going to keep you on the field. He's going to keep getting your first downs like Aaron Rodgers is. Right, man. Did you want Zeke? Yes, that's no. the player that. No. That's, that's who you was talking about earlier. That's who I was. I knew that. That's who you that, talking that's, about. That's the guy that. That's the guy. If you put on the highlights of last year, he still got that burst. He is not an all-around like every down back. He needs to split it up, and you'll elongate his career a little bit more, especially this year. Again, Brees Hall coming back from. A serious injury, we have no idea yeah. if he's going to be top speed. Michael Carter, if he can stop freaking tweeting and have a, more production on the field coming from a shitty season, bring Zeke yeah, yeah, in here. Is. Bring Zeke in. Again, uh, they're looking at this. You know, you look, you bring in Zeke, OBJ, uh, Kalias Campbell. They see that there's something special brewing here in New York, Jersey, and with Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. They see it. They they see it. They you could get discounts with these kind of players. I like you the, know? I like the fact that Brees Hall and Michael Carter both came out and said, "Nah, bro, we good over here. We don't need that guy." Yeah, they they shouldn't do that. I'm going to tell you why they shouldn't do that. Because well, I agree. I thought I thought that was a bad look. It's a bad look because as a GM, right, you want those rumors, right? You want oh shit, are they looking for a running back? Because come draft time, let's say they're coveting a safety. Okay. Um, and all of a sudden, they're almost about to select, and there's a, a high-profile running back out there. There's a team. There's a team that trades leapfrogs over the Jets and takes that running back. Check me. I got my safety because I just mind fucked you. Yeah. Before the draft happened, but now you got these two scumbags. Just work out. Damn. Just fucking work. Damn. Work out. Go to your rehab. Do Jesus. your shit. Stop freaking tweeting. Stop. We don't need that. We don't need it. All right, you want to wear number zero now, now that it's official? Wear it. Let's talk about number zero. 
fine. Do it. Single digits? Cool. But don't start saying, <laughs> oh, we're, we're cool here. We're all right, Joe. Like, focus on your job. You're not the GM. Stop well, I, it. I, I, I agree because if Joe Douglas feels like that's the right move, shut up because he's going to bring him in. You just got to figure and, and just deal with it. So yeah, I, I'm, he, I'm with you on that one. And even if he doesn't bring it in, let the rumor swirl, man. Let it do it. And now before we close this out, man, because I know we're coming to an end, mm -hmm. I did want to ask both of you something. Okay. Mm. So it came out that Lamar Jackson requested a trade back in the beginning of March. And March just looking like, like that. that, that's yeah. March 2nd. But something's yeah. going to blow up, right, eventually. Yeah. And um, the Jets came out and said that they're not going to be involved in that. Yeah. Right? right. That's cute. That's really cute. Yeah. But if I was the Jets, mm -hmm. would you not leak somewhere that you guys are interested in Lamar Jackson? Mm. For the simple yeah. fact, not that you want him, but that the Packers are like, oh, fuck. You know what? Let's fucking move this shit along because if they end up getting Lamar Jackson, then we're right. stuck with Aaron Rodgers and we got to figure shit out. I, I like the move with, with Joe Douglas. I, I like it. You like Because it? he's holding on to that card. In back pocket. He said, "No, you know what? We're we're doing our due diligence. We, uh, you know, we're everything in good faith. Everything's good, no problem." So the Green Bay Packers are like, "All right, you know what? We have some more time." But if it gets to the point where Green Bay is playing too many tricks, he's going to pull that card out. So, like, all right, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna start looking at Lamar because I honestly think Joe Douglas has two deals on the table for for Green Bay. The deal that's on the table right now is something that the compensation is great. It's well-merited. Probably it's his second and a conditional fifth. And maybe Corey Davis. Cool. Take it or not. All right, so now they're, they're playing hardball. Let's say after the draft. After the draft, that's where the second deal is. Where I think the Green Bay Packers are going to be stuck between a hard play, a rock and a hard place where they're going to have no other option, but the deal Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, well, they're, they're on the hook for paying them buku bucks. And I think the deal yep. that Joe Douglas, once they see him right there, desperate, it'll be probably a six rounder, Corey Davis in a conditional middle finger, where if the Aaron, <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers takes the Jets to the Super Bowl or AFC championship game, that conditional middle finger turns into two middle fingers as don't fuck with Joe Douglas anymore. Yeah. Just throwing it out. Yeah. My, my understanding is that right now they're stuck on the compensation that the Jets want back. Mm -hmm. They want, if Aaron Rodgers decides to retire and doesn't play the 2024 season, they want like a third round pick back or something like that. And my understanding right. is that that's the compensation that they're dealing with back and forth right now. See, that's, I know I'm going to get shitted on on this one. Mm. But if that's the case, then the Packers are right. The Packers are correct. You're trading for this guy. You're trading for him. It's mm. your problem now. If he decides to retire next year, retire in the middle of, the, of this year, you want insurance? <laughs> Dude. Well, what, 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 what if I tell you? What if I tell you you're asking for a second round pick? And I said, how am I going to give you a second round pick when this guy's only going to play maybe one year for me? And but like Dan said, like, that, that's yeah, your problem. And, you're the one who wants right, to trade exactly, this guy. Exactly. So then I say, okay, you know what? I don't want to give you the second round pick because I don't think it's worth it because it might be a one-year flyer. But I'll give you right. the second round pick with this condition. And that's right. when he throws that condition out. Fine, you can get the second round pick, but I got to protect myself also because if he plays for me one year, 
we don't win the Super Bowl, and then I just lost the second round pick for nothing, I look like an idiot. So let me protect myself. If he comes back 2024, I get a third round pick or a fourth round pick, whatever the fuck. I, I don't know right. exactly what the right. compensation back was, but I, I that's where the negotiation comes in. Like, right. does he really expect a third round pick back? Probably not, but you got to throw it out there. But my understanding is that that's what it is right now. I so, think to the point where you can, I would think that you could, you can give him a, a conditional fifth. Like if Aaron Rodgers retires, the fifth turns into a seventh. If he doesn't retire, the fifth can turn into a second or even a first. If depending on how far Aaron Rodgers takes us, let's say if he takes us to the playoffs, the fifth automatically becomes a third rounder. Fourth. Okay. Right. A third right away. Right. Cause you have to sweeten the deal. Now he takes us to the AFC championship game. Now it becomes a second. The moment he takes us to the, to the promised land, it's a first. But if he like decides, that. if he decides to, to retire, it's a seventh. Nobody yeah. loses anything. It's a seventh. Yeah. Yeah, that's my word. That's, that's, mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we don't get anything nice in the seventh round. Nope. Just bum quarterbacks. Unless you're Brock seven. Purdy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, uh, we're we're we're, gonna, we're closing it out. But usually, whenever we have a guest on, we usually ask them two questions. Okay. Okay. So here they are. The floor is yours. We ask the question to name your favorite Jets player of all time and your favorite Jets moment or memory of all time. My Jet player of all time is Vinny Testaverde. That's mm, that's my okay. man right there. Uh, best moment ever had a, honestly had to be when we beat the Patriots in Foxborough. That one, 2011 the memories, 2011 that no one expected that shit. Nobody. I remember that shit was awesome. Get, uh, that morning, Bart Scott in the middle of the field, <laughs> but that, morning, that was the exclamation point. Oh, it's out of this world. I, I just remember going out, you know, in the morning, getting a cup of coffee with my brother and there was a whole bunch of people there. And they were just looking at the Jets as an afterthought, which, you know, we've been grown accustomed to, to being. Mm-hmm. Ah, no, there's, who, who's New England going to play against next, next week? Probably the Pittsburgh, probably. Then, then the game started, man. That was a Saturday night game, man. Fucking A, mm-hmm. dude. Off the heels of beating Peyton Manning in Indy. Mm-hmm. We won that nobody shit, dude. Can, nobody could claim something like that. You beat Peyton Manning and Tom Brady back-to-back weeks in the playoffs? On the dude, road? Man, I, out of this world, I, I was living in a co-op with a balcony, man. Dude, I went to the balcony. I started screaming like crazy, man. I, I felt like Juliet, man, just, ra- just screaming for Romeo. <laughs> fucking elation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That like that morning, I was I was in the city, and I remember I ran into uh, somebody wearing a, uh, a Tom Brady jersey. And, man, that guy was talking so much shit. And yeah. I promise you, I'm not lying to you. I right. swear to you. I was, stay- I was staying at my cousin's house in Queens. I hopped on the A train. I got off in Times Square and I just started walking. Uh-huh. I was hoping that I would run into that guy again because I wanted to talk so <laughs> much motherfucking shit. It's like he's in Times Square. He's probably gonna be here again, or he probably stayed right. here all day to right. watch the right, game right, somewhere. Right. Didn't see him again, but we went out there, me, my brother, my cousins, and that was that was oh, a fun man. night. That was that was fun. Guys, uh, let me know when you're in New York, man. I'll set something up. Uh, me and Joe, you know, we'll we'll do something either in the city, out in Queens. You said the A train. That's that was right up the block from me, man, on Liberty Avenue. So um, let me know. I'll host for you guys. You'll have a, a blast. I'm telling you. You will have I'm down. the time of your life. 
I've been trying. I've been trying to go to the MetLife Takeover now for a while with Danny. I think that would be a great experience for the both of us. Well, listen, that's what the Dolphin fans call it. I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm just saying that's what they call it. So I'm like MetLife Takeover. Stupid ass name. What it is? What it is? That's what it's called, sir. Bitch. Jesus Christ. Let me know if you're going to a game. Let me know. I'll get my parrilla all set, ready. I'll get an Argentinian asado going. You let me know. I'll we'll hook it up. Joe and I will we'll throw it down. Man, you you you. Well, we're hoping to go for the Dolphins game. I yes. have a feeling it might be prime time, so we'll see how that goes. With that for sure, man. And do you yeah. guys ever come down to Miami for the games? No, no, no. I I've been down to, to Miami. I we love Miami. My family and I we went there about two two years ago or whatnot. We, we love it, man. I mean, it's beautiful. That's why we live down here. And there's yeah, a lot of Jets fans it. down here also. Now that's a, I, that's a takeover. Wow! That's a takeover. <laughs> too bad. Too Love bad it. you guys couldn't score at the end of the season. It's all right, man. Yeah, okay. It's all right. Look, all right. you guys are literally signing defensive players when you don't need defensive players. Hey, because you're so fucking scared. Well, we're, we're not talking about the dolphin. We're not talking about the dolphins today. You know. Well, we're That's talking about how we're gonna kick your ass. So I feel like it was appropriate. No, it's not even Super Bowl or bust for you. You're hoping for a playoff victory. Shut up, man. Come on, <laughs> tune us out. Uh, we're hoping for Turn a playoff. Out, we won over the last out. 10, 12 Turn years. You guys Dan, won over stop living years. in the past. Stop living in the past, bro. Come on. Tune yeah, us out. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again. Dan, tell them people that, that are watching where they can find you and your, your call with Joe. Definitely. You can catch us on YouTube, Jets Turbulence Podcast, even on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Jets Turbulence Podcast. Um, our, our show is on Thursday nights at 8 p.m., sometimes Wednesdays. Uh, we have a whole bunch of guests coming on. We have um, actually Connor Hughes next Thursday night. Nice. Um, coming on. Uh, we got Robin Lundberg coming on this Thursday night. And then we just open the floor to fans, you know, just to, to speak their mind. And it's just all laughs, good good jokes, porn stars, the, the whole yeah. thing. So uh, <laughs> come on in, subscribe, and Our definitely. Dolphin, listen, listen, now that you've met a Dolphin fan, it, like – Face to face, where do yes. I rank on level of uh, of likability here from a Dolphin fan standpoint? You're there. You're uh, like from a scale of one to ten. You've I think you've made it to three. So you're Oof. you're good. All right. <laughs> that's a solid. That's a solid three. three. I like, I like, I like I'll, I'll take it. it. Like, I'll take like it. Like a Rick Meyer. Like a Rick Meyer. Listen, yeah, outside outside of wishing Lamar Jackson upon me, I really enjoyed you coming onto the show and talking some Jets football <laughs> with us, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, fellas. Thank you so much for having me on. And I know for next time, Joel will be on as well with us. All right, sure, looking man. forward Thanks to it. again for taking the time. And thank you guys for listening all the way to the end. We'll catch you guys next week when we – are we finally going to have an official Aaron Rodgers? Probably official OBJ, that's for sure. Ugh, 100%. I know. All right. I'll catch you guys next week. Peace.